0: I'm Brock Gordon and I'm an art teacher at Fusion Academy and I work with a group of fantastic teachers. This summer I'm catching up with them on their ideas on education. This is Summer League. My guest today is Theo Meadow. He's a math science teacher. He's the math science department head, and he's a musician. So today we're gonna sit down and talk to him about his music and his story through music production. We got Theo Meadow here in the art studio. Welcome, Theo. Thanks so much for sitting down with me today. Hey man, thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm super excited. (laughs) That's great. So tell us a little bit about what you teach at Fusion.
1: Um, I teach science and math. Um, I pretty much teach it all. I teach algebra one and two. I teach geometry, um, biology, anatomy, chemistry, physics, middle school science. So life science, forensic science as well, which is an upper level science class. So my foot is in all of it. (laughs) What What was your major in college? My major was biology. I majored in biology and minored in chemistry, so I'm a science head. Right now, the funny thing is, going into the summer, I don't have any science students right now. They're all math students, and it's a little weird. I didn't notice it at first until maybe a few days ago. I was just like, oh, I'm only teaching math. That's weird. What was your first job? My first job was working for the YMCA. Um, I forget what actual department was called, but basically parents come in, they work out, and they may have their kids with them. So they send them to daycare, if you will. But my job was to keep them energized and active. Their parents want them to be healthy. They're coming to work out. They want their kids to kind of work out as well. Um, So it was more so coming up with games and activities for them to do to keep them active for a maximum of two hours. And that was my first job. Um, Within a couple weeks, I got promoted to a a weekend supervisor, which was kind of frightening at first. Mm -hmm. I was 18 years old, never worked before in my life. But, you know, I'm a goon. (laughs) (laughs) I tackled it. (laughs) I went in head first and I did an excellent job. It was was a great experience.
0: Man, I love the why. I love the why, too. I think... Half the reason I like going to the Y is not to work out. It's just to, like, interact with nice people. That's real. uh, (laughs) There's just a bunch of old nice people who are like, how's your day doing?
1: There's a bunch of old old nice people. (laughs) (laughs) Hit the corner and you're having a five-minute conversation that you did not expect to have. It 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 was cool.
0: I like to start my day
1: like that. It was a cool job, man. And the kids, man. I got close to them. It was over three months. And so... At first I was nervous, but um, I'm a person that has a lot of positive energy and kids feed off of that energy. And so if I'm having fun, they're having fun and they just had a blast.
0: Nice. What experiences did you have that led to you becoming a teacher?
1: Being a teacher wasn't always in the plan. Um, My goal is to become a physician. I want to become a pediatrician. I went to school. I was a pre-med major. Um, never really thought about teaching um, until I I volunteered for um, AmeriCorps. You ever heard of AmeriCorps? Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they have this, this branch called Jumpstart. And Jumpstart is where college students, college students only, they volunteer at these um, elementary schools in whatever area you're in, wherever you're going to school, and you work with the preschoolers, and you work um, on building their literacy skills. Um, basically, we have words that at the beginning of the week, we're talking to our supervisor, we have a meeting, and they're, we're giving words that they have to be able to know by the end of the week. But those words are thrown in different stories we come up with different games as a group to to play with these kids so that they can learn these words but being able to spot the words that they've learned when let's say i'm reading a book or telling a story and they have to apply that word correctly to the story that we're reading or telling them so now they're applying basically what they've learned you mean know, yeah. they're preschoolers yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like Oh, Mr. Deal, that, that word means blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah. I never did ask them what the word means. Yeah, It's just more so um, hearing that and being able to apply it. And they don't know that we want them to know these words. Mm-hmm. We don't tell them, like, hey, these words you're learning this week. It was more so this was the plan and we set up a routine to where it can probably be executed. And it did. And these That's- kids learned a lot
0: yeah that's kind of like learning words through context basically that's whatever it is that you're teaching thank you for putting that in the words
1: (laughs) Um, but learning words and through context and then part of that job was i worked as a teacher's assistant Mm -hmm. um so i would get done with my classes and for the second half of their day i would catch a bus over i was in dc catch a bus over to the school um they were just getting up from a nap and i don't know if you know anything about preschoolers but
0: they love naps. I know that. They love
1: naps and waking waking them up from a nap, it's not okay. They don't love that. Yeah. So when I'm a new guy coming in and I'm waking them up from their nap for the first time, oh my gosh. <laughs> it was horrible. But after a while, man, the kids, they get used to you. Yeah. They warm up. It's just like, ah, Mr. Theo. <laughs> Mr. Theo. <laughs> That's how they would say my name. I love that job. All right. So to get back to your question,
0: uh-huh.
1: Um, that was like the first experience I've had with teaching. And I became a, a tutor for uh, biology and chemistry um, at the school for my peers. And then. And which school was that? Howard University. Howard University. HU, you know. All right. All right. So at Howard the plan originally was to apply for medical school right after graduation or apply my junior year. So after graduation, I would matriculate in, start med school. You know, right life hit. That's that's that plan did not work out. And I said, well, you know what? I'll take a gap year, maybe one or two gap years. And what I'm going to do is teach during that gap year. So I remember coming to my parents with the plan and my dad is a teacher Uh, My mom has done a little bit um, with education. She's a registered nurse, so she's um, been a part of different programs, like overseeing people coming to get their uh, CNA license or becoming an EKG technician. She would teach all those classes. So she has experience in education as well. So when I told them, hey, I would love to teach, and I would like to teach in the area that I grew up in, Um, I would like to make an impact there. And they were like, you know, that's an awesome idea. So I did that. I actually found this job on Indeed. I was in grad school, sleeping on my futon, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm in my apartment and in bed, just looking up positions to apply to, and I found Fusion. And at that moment, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely becoming a teacher. I'm applying as soon as I get home, and now I'm here. I literally came home. I applied Fusion three days of being home. And two days after that, I'm getting an interview. So everything worked out. It was quick. But
0: yeah. So you're one of the younger teachers that we have here. I am. Yeah. And I I work with a bunch of old heads. (laughs) 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 I think that that our school kind of attracts people who haven't been teaching for a long time. And it's not any knock against people who have been teaching for 30 years or been more in the public school system. Yeah. But it really is a kind of a, you have to have, you have to be open to new ideas and new ways of thinking. And if you have this really structured way of, this is how I teach, because this is what I've been taught for 20 years. Yeah. You're not going to really gel with fusion.
1: Yeah. And even um, being for new teachers like myself, I just think it's uh, a younger crowd tends to navigate Mm -hmm. here well our location and i think that's what works for fusion
0: right well i think part of it is like the teacher mentor thing it's a little easier to be a mentor sometimes when you're a little bit young you're a little closer to their age or you're a little more of like you know what things on the internet are you know what i mean yeah like you can relate
1: um it's definitely helped me right this is my First year officially teaching. Mm-hmm. And I would say that my age has helped. My brother is 17 years old, right? Same age as the majority of the students that I have come sit in my classroom. So being able to relate to them is pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I am I'm, know what's going on through social media. I'm up to date with all of the music, the trends, the different yeah. sayings and everything. It, it really helps break that ice when I have a new student come into my classroom. And they Like Creating this Welcoming environment For them to come in And just be themselves Like Oh man Mr. Theo He's Basically One of us Yeah Just a little bit older
0: Well one thing that you do That I think Everybody really appreciates Is just Kind of Hold up the culture here And really check in With a lot of people And a lot of students In particular Yeah But Not just the students You also Kind of you don't just pay attention to making sure the students are having a good day, you're also paying attention to the adults. Yeah, I try sure. to. Which I think a lot of people do one or the other. Like they're look they're disregarding kids and talking to adults. Yeah. Or they're talking to the kids and kind of disregard all the adults here. And it's I think that's a really important thing to be able to make everybody feel engaged at the same time.
1: I think that's huge for fusion, man. Yeah. And not to knock anybody, right? If you're giving a lot of attention to students, cool. Like, you're here to teach and be that presence for the students. I'm all about spreading love, dude. Uh I'm a loving person. Like I said earlier, I have um, a positive vibe, this positive energy. And I wouldn't say it's hard to do so. It wasn't always like that, right? Life hits you. You go through your ups and you mm-hmm. go through your downs. And I promised myself, even when I'm going through my downs, that I'm going to be this presence whenever I step into, you know, future. Whenever I go to work, this is who I am. Even if I'm in the grocery store, I can have the worst day. Somebody's getting a compliment. <laughs> somebody's getting a smile. I just spread love, man. And it makes yeah. you feel better as well. So, Yeah. When I was a student in high school, it just seemed like my teachers stayed in their classroom all day. Mm-hmm. And they had a few teachers that they talked to. It was just like, boom, they're in their classroom. I yeah. don't even know what they do outside of class, which yeah. is weird. Here, it's a little different. Everything is, we have one-on-one teaching, but we have that 10-minute grace period in between classes, right? And not everyone works back-to-back for seven or eight hours. So, yeah. You know, we have gaps here and there, and... Uh, Especially in Homework Cafe, when you have couches in this comfortable setting for students to relax and hang out at. It's a space for teachers as well. So,
0: Did you ever have a a teacher or a coach when you were in high school that you really connected with?
1: Man. Connected? Yes. One. Um, His name is Mr. Guzman. That was my drum teacher in high school. What was he like? I started playing drum set sophomore year when he became my teacher. He is also a professional drummer. He goes around the country and he plays drums, jazz drums, drum set. And he was so hard on me. Super, super hard. He was tough on me. And I did not understand why. And some of me still doesn't understand like (laughs) different things that he did. But overall, he saw a talent in me that I didn't see. And he pushed me. Now his style of teaching was a little, it was weird. It it was different from the percussion instructor that we had before, but that's the beauty of it. He's not supposed to be the same person. And it wasn't until my junior, or no senior year, I made state. I became the number one ranked drummer in the state of Texas. So for jazz drums. And he promised me when he first got to the school that, hey, when you make state, and he said, when? And I never noticed that until senior year when we're on our way to state. So he said, when you make steak, I'll take you out for a steak dinner. On the way there, we'll start for barbecue. Basically, you're going to get fat. We're going to have fun. <laughs> all of that. We'll bond and all of this. And I never really listened to it. I just heard "state" and steak. That's all I heard. Uh-huh. All right? So we take this trip. We go. We travel to San Antonio. This is what? Three hour, three and a half hour drive. Man, it was more like five five and a half hours we took we made it a trip and he fulfilled his promise i got uh my steak dinner once we got there uh we got barbecue on the way there i did not pay for one meal um of the span of that four days i was there he paid for everything and he fulfilled his promise and more and over the span of that four days we really got closer and he's sat me down and he was telling me why he was pushing me that hard and he was telling me that he saw something in me and he noticed that i didn't see it in myself but he saw this talent and he wanted to foster that talent or help me foster that talent and yeah i still talk to him to this day check in on him i'm like hey i'm drumming at this church come check me out um he hasn't came and checked me out yet but whatever but no mr Goose, my man
0: so when you, when you say that he pushed you, does that mean, like, he pushed you musically or as a student personally? Both. Otherwise.
1: Um, pushing me personally actually helped with me learning how to play. Thing is, he was, um, as a teacher, you know how you can communicate to certain students. There were times where he would fuss at me and yell at me. And I realized that he's not doing the same thing for another student. And I'm confused. This student is over here sucking it up, right? Mm -hmm. Why is he not getting yelled at? The moment I come in and have a bad day at practice, I'm getting harped on. And it made me work harder. Um, Because at the time, I was thinking that he didn't believe that I was good at drumming at all. Uh, To me, I thought he had a favorite. And he very well may have had a favorite. I was just better, right? And so seeing that, I'm thinking, he doesn't think I can drum. Okay, I'll go in the practice room and I would drum. It got to the point where there was a practice room for Theo, and all the other drummers that wanted to use it, but I was in there the most, and I worked, man. I worked my butt off, because then over the years I started to realize, oh, I'm somewhat good. I I can play a little bit. Let's 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 get better.
0: I think it's it's funny when you're mentioning um, there's a difference between you know maybe there's a better. Maybe there's a favorite student of his, but you're better, mm-hmm. and there's something that he's connecting with with you, where you don't even see the value of your own yeah talent, like,
1: dude. All right, this may be your favorite, right? But come on, you don't have to <laughs> talk to me like this. And it's it's okay, it's okay to have your favorites, right? And personally, yes, that's just his favorite.
0: But do you see, uh, like, as a teacher now? Do you see the difference between a student who's a favorite and a student who you are harder on? So no, um, I wouldn't say that
1: I necessarily have favorites. I wouldn't put that that word to it. And like I said, it is okay if you do. Yeah, there are some classes that I may enjoy teaching more, but that very well could be just the subject, right? And so some kids come in and it may be a student that's coming in for biology, which I love biology. That was my major. And somebody that comes in is doing geometry. The kid in geometry very well may be killing it. And it's just the most awesome student. Right. But I'm teaching you geometry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I love you. Right. But I don't I I don't see a difference in my teaching, Um, even if this kid is coming in for this subject and I like this subject more. I don't really see a difference, but there is a difference in how I teach just based off of that student alone. So not favoritism, but more so, I know I can push this kid to a certain limit, not in a Mr. Guzman way, but just (laughs) in general, versus I can't push this kid the same way that I push him. If I push this kid a certain way, he's gonna fold. And he's gonna, gonna he's gonna break down he can't take that energy right so I have to it's fusion man I gotta tailor each class to that student but nah oh, yeah. man no favorites you ain't gonna get me
0: on a fight no no <laughs> come on man <clears throat> we're not supposed to have favorites <laughs> either I'm I'm thinking of that student who you just really like to be around who you're like god this kid is just gonna be so cool as they grow up I think you know
1: that goes back to Mr. Guzman I think it was like that I think for that student, um, and Mr. Guzman was young and um, closer in age more so than the other band directors. And I just think that they just had a personal bond. Yeah. It was kind of like father-son bond. And mm-hmm. It was weird, but like whatever. They had that bond, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then for other students, like I said, it was just a different type of bond. I can push this student a certain way versus... You know, I enjoy having this kid beside me, having this kid in class. The energy is just awesome. Maybe I just enjoy teaching this student, not even more so just having them in class. I love teaching this student just because of the type of student they are. So it's different for each one. And I think it's similar to the band situation.
0: I think there's some students, as a teacher, you have this level that all students need to get here. And, you know and here yeah. here it changes but there's certain students who you can pick out and you're like I don't know why exactly but your bar is higher like I have to push you to yeah. be that I agree and I wonder part of me is I wonder where that comes from because a lot of the time it's just it's uh, instinct
1: it is instinct and new teacher right first year and it's crazy how you pick up on some of that stuff From I have a student in physics. From the first day, I knew off bat, I got to push this kid or he's going to get bored Mm -hmm. or he's not going to get a great education just being in my class in terms of physics. And I know I have to push him. And so some things uh, in my head, I'm, I'm pushing him, right? For him, it's just it's still easy. And I'm like, ah, it challenged me as a teacher. Like,
0: yeah.
1: well, what can I do to not more so, let me give you this test and throw you off. And you get this 50 on it because I just pushed you, right? No, it's more so how can I engage you more to really think on a higher level than you're already thinking, right? There's there's no, no cap to excellence. If you're excellent and you're dope, be doper. Be mm-hmm. more excellent. And sometimes
0: you see that. Well, I got one more question for you, and then we'll take a break. And it kind of leads us into part two. Uh-oh. Which is... Oh, um, we do all these things as teachers. You have uh, <laughs> your own research, and you have your own music that you make, and your own ideas on stuff. Yes, sir. And then you're also a teacher. I'm also a teacher. And my idea behind this question is that you've had to compromise your own ideas and your own time and energy yeah, to be man, a better teacher. To be a better teacher.
1: Yes, I have.
0: Is that true or not? It is true. <laughs> How is it true for you?
1: So I, I write, record music. I rap. All right. I'm getting in a little bit into singing. Okay. Okay. Really? Um, don't tell nobody even though this has been recorded.
0: Okay. I won't tell anybody.
1: Yeah. So, um... But I love to, to record, and recording is like my, it's my diary, okay? I can write lyrics all I want, but it doesn't do anything for me until I can record it. I write about whatever I'm experiencing at the time. Whatever I'm going through in life, that's what I pit on wax in the music. So being able to do that, it pits me at ease. That's like my meditation. That's me taking a break to breathe here first year teaching man some things um I'm still learning and some things I'm like dude I do not have the time for this right and I haven't had that much time to record and do all that when we have a studio right in the school yeah. on campus and yeah. I don't have sometimes I don't have time to go in and record and it's like because ah, I gotta do that which is, is perfectly fine it challenges me to find other outlets to relieve that stress but yes it, it does get challenging
0: <laughs> because you can always write but it sounds like for you the recording part recording is what makes it real yeah in your brain
1: spinning it on wax yeah <laughs> it's like writing it in a notebook or taking notes on the phone that's off the record i yeah. want it on the record this yeah. is how i feel yeah. Th- this is what's going on in theo's life
0: well, what's happening too is that you can play it back, and it's almost like a mirror for you to be able to understand exactly. it in the first place. There you go, as to listen to it. Yeah, because like, you can't listen to yourself as you're writing.
1: Man, do you? It sucks when you go back in your phone and read something. You're like, this doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. But when I put that emotion and that story, that experience onto to, to a beat or to some music, that's when the stress is released, mm-hmm. and I don't have to release it or anything. I just need it for me. And so when I hear that played back and it could be six months later and I'm going through something and I'm like, man, I I know a dope song. Right. So people prefer to music and they may put on this, you know, when you're sad, you put on the sad music. You're in love. You put on the lovey dovey music When you want to get hype. You listen to whatever gets you going. Um, I have that, too, with my own music. And um, there's times when. I don't intentionally go play that music and song pops up on shuffle. And I'm like,
0: (laughs) I'm like, Whoa, I said that I'm going through that right now. (laughs) Well, here's the thing about art in any sense, whether it's visual art, music, anything like that, that people don't understand. And there's a difference between appreciating it and making it. Yes, sir. And there's the thing about making it is that you in any of those art forms, is a way for you to see yourself. Yeah. And to understand yourself on a different level and you start analyzing the decisions that you're making. Bro, I'm talking as an to artist, artist right you know? now. You know what's going on. <laughs> like, it's you can't explain that and when you're looking at or hearing somebody else's music. I mean you can, but you it's a totally different thing. Yeah, I agree. And that's the, that's the, the like. Come on now. You <laughs> that's know what the, time it is? That's the importance of, to me, making art or music is that as a per like you can appreciate it, but as a personal thing, mm-hmm. it is just, it's so eye-opening.
1: When it comes to an artist and their personal art, you're at a vulnerable state, right? When I'm showing someone a song, I'm at a vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. I'm letting you into my life when I show yeah. you this song because the music is my life. Yeah. And so there is a difference between art and music. I can go and make some music all I want. The art is me perfecting that and really honing in on like what it is that I'm trying to get across. And it's for me, right? I don't make music for anyone else. There may be some music that can relate to others. Yeah. But I make music for me. Yeah. Right? That's the way it should be. As, as, right? That's the way it should be. <laughs> I don't have a target audience when I'm recording something. Now every, now every and then I may do something for fun, right? Yeah. My brother wants a song for his football team. Totally. You're there. Yeah, I'm there. Cool. I got you. And it's going to be lit. But there's times when, all the time, I got to make it for me. And if it's not for me, it's just not. And then I know how it feels when you don't make music mm-hmm. for, for you. I know yeah. how that feels. I've been a young dude introduced to rapping and writing and I'm trying to sound like this artist and that artist. I had a little run where I tried to sound like Lil Wayne for a while. Sing a little bit like Drake. That's before I got better at singing, by the way. (laughs) And listening. It was like one day I was listening to it and I legit just got up and said, man, it sucks. (laughs) It has no substance to it. And that's when I started changing my writing. And from that point on, dude, I love listening to my music.
0: Well, the thing about... It coming from you is that that's an that's an endless supply yes sir you can i mean you can look outside and pick up things from other people for sure that's what all artists do yeah. whether they realize it or not mm-hmm. but the as long as you are making music from you being yourself it's an endless supply yeah because it's all just coming through you yes sir what a love is <laughs> alright let's take a break we're going to come back in part 2 oh yeah Theo's going to talk to us about music production Dude.
1: oh
2: yeah. yeah hey yo Shane I think I got my mojo back bro yeah it is. Right. yeah I can't believe You telling me they're making millions off of selling weed and OG still locked up off a bag of green? Boy, that's a scheme and I hate it. I'm sick and tired of the system. Sick and tired of the bull. Sick and tired of the way things been handled. Made me want to flip the script. Go berserk and straight dismantle this, this. But I can't, though. Can't have anything in if it with my vision. I'm just going hard for my unborn children. I be going hard because my mom paid tuition. And that's real. 50 grand, but I got no cable. Can't watch the Cowboys on a Sunday. Moved in three weeks. Didn't have AC. He stoked almost died on a Wednesday. Lord. Tried to Netflix and shit. But I had no Wi-Fi, so I just chilled And if I smoked, it would've put a damp on my high Father Lord, can you help me? I be living in the struggle, your stress ain't healthy I don't want to be a deadbeat, that's why I stay strapped With the tool right below where my belt be So I can penetrate the system
0: Please Welcome back to part two Oh yeah We're here with Theo Meadow You already know And we want to talk about music production And specifically your relationship to making music man come on now and this all started a couple weeks ago we were sitting in the music studio just kind of playing around with the recording equipment and mics and stuff that's gonna be a bonus episode you know yeah (laughs) but after 30 minutes i just said all right so remember everything you just said and that's the podcast right there definitely forgot uh me too but that's okay talk to us a little bit about how you started recording and writing music summer 05 i was in arkansas
1: i'm from little rock arkansas by the way uh grew up in spring texas okay
0: i didn't even know that
1: the majority of my family well let's say the majority of uh i was there with my grandfather for about a month or so i always went to arkansas for the summer well not always but every now and then and Whatever time period I was supposed to be there, it cut short because I would call my mom every day and say, come pick me up. So I'm in Arkansas, Little Rock, for a month to six weeks. Ended up being like three weeks. But yeah, and it's my mom's first cousin, but he's five years older than I am. Um, He was the the baby out of their cousins, right? And so I call him cousin. What is that? My second cousin? I go over there. I looked up to him. And I really wanted to be like him. He was a drummer. He made music. He was drum captain at his high school. He was on a Jay Leno show with his drum line. Like, I wanted to be just like him. And he was a cool dude. So he was 15. I was 10 years old. And I didn't know that he had recording equipment. Right? I thought that was just something famous
2: people had.
0: Mm.
1: I woke up in the middle of the night and he's recording. He's He's rapping. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing? I see this microphone set up and all of that, and he was just like, "Oh, I'm making music," and I literally just sit there. We up to five o'clock in the morning. He's just making music, starting to making beats. This is a talented dude, right? And I'm like, "Hey, I want, I want to do a song. I have never rapped before in my life, never written a lick." And he was like, "For real?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "You know how to rap?" I, I know, no, I don't know how to rap. And he was like, uh, oh, "Well, you can't be on the song then." I was like, "If you write it." I bet you I can perform it. And that's what he did. So we made some songs. We made, I think it was like two songs, two or three songs. So what was Uh your first rap like? It was, uh, all right, so we remixed. He made a, he remixed Candy Shop by 50 Cent. (laughs) Right, wrote my lyrics. And then we had one. It was like, my name is Lil T. And I'm known to rock the microphone. I spit. I've been spitting flows since the day I had teeth. <laughs> I stay frozen, and my clothes stay neat. People look at me and my rim stays there. Money stand tall like a hallway stairs. Girls scream with tea and they come now on my shows. I'm hot, I'm lit like a kitchen stove. <laughs> I spit I rip like holes in clothes. I flip the script, you know I'm cold. The gang I rip Something about a Range Rover. Didn't know how to drive. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I was like, you're talking about your rims. And you're how old? You're 10? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, man.
1: That's when I started rapping. And I said, I went back home. I I couldn't wait to show my parents. So they pulled up, picked me up. And I was like, yo, pop this in, pop this in. And they're like, what is this? And I started rapping. I sound like a little chimp monk. (laughs) And my mom was like, oh, this is so cool, and then the Candy Shop song came on. She was like, "Oh, this is so cool," <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I want that." She was like, "Want what?" I was like, "All the recording stuff that he has it." Now, mind
0: you, oh man, it's not like what we have at Fusion.
1: Yeah, it was a microphone that had like the audio jack where you plug into the to the computer. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even USB. I don't even know if they made those at the time, but it was a microphone plugged it into the audio jack, the microphone jack. And some software. Yeah, software to make beats. It was Fruity Loops, which is, Mm -hmm. people still use that today. Yeah. And then it was something called Cool Edit Pro.
0: I actually, I might have had Cool Edit Pro on my computer. Cool Edit Pro is
1: dope. I was like, (laughs) I want all of that. Now, mind you, this is when LimeWire was popping. Yeah. All right. I think it was like beginning to pop. And he didn't pay for any of that. He mm-hmm. downloaded it from L- LimeWire illegally, mm-hmm. right? And so I was like, I want that. At the time, I didn't know. My mom was like, look, that cost a lot of money. Da-da-da-da-da. I woke up one Christmas. They're like, hey, go upstairs. I had a microphone set up. They had the page pulled up. It was Fruity Loops.
0: I was like, oh, <laughs> And
1: they were like, but you see the microphone. I was like, yeah, but it's Fruity Loops. You can record a Fruity Loops, but nobody does it.
0: No.
1: She closed it out. Cool Edit Pro was open. I was like, oh, oh my God. Ah. She was like, yeah, your cousin helped us out, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, man, they paid all this money. I didn't know until I got older. Like, man, they got this off of LimeWire. Yeah. Like, after <laughs> calling him and asking for help and stuff like that. Ah, oh, nah, you won't be able to get that plug in. <laughs> Why not? Because it was from LimeWire. I was like, all right, whatever. Cool. <laughs> so I had this recording software. And originally, I didn't want to rap. I wanted to make beats. It was just cool to have the microphone there, too. I wanted to make beats, and I was making beats, man. I would every single day. Um, and they sucked. I was just 10, 11 years old, but it got better. And they got better over time. And once I got into high school and I got really busy with band, um, it took away from me actually working on that.
0: What kind, what kind of music did your parents listen to? Man, my parents,
1: hip-hop, R&B... Um, my mom listens to a Little Rock. My dad is pure, like, hip-hop head.
0: What kind? Of, who would they play in the house when you are growing up? Man,
1: everybody. You play the oldies, because that's what they grew up on. My, um, mom, I was... How old was I? I want to say I was 12 years old. 11, 12 years old. My mom was like, you want to make music? You got to listen to this. To this artist. And she sat me down. It was about two or three hours. And we listened to... Nothing but Tupac. This is her favorite artist. No, her favorite rapper. Her favorite artist is Prince. And we had a Prince lesson one day, too. She's like, if you want to listen to music, I mean, make music, especially if you want to rap, you got to listen to him. And if you just want to make music, period, you got to listen to Prince. This is just her philosophy, right? And we listened to, bro, like I said, three hours of Tupac music. After every song, I had to tell her how I felt about it and what I think he was talking
0: about. That's amazing. Right?
1: It's like, <laughs> like you're taking a standardized test during the reading section. What's the main idea of this 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 passage
0: that you just read? That's what they should be doing in English classes. That's what I yeah. did. and We did
1: the Tupac, and my favorite Tupac song is Me and My Girlfriend. He is not talking about his girlfriend. Mm. He's talking about his pistol. And I'm a kid. I'm listening. I'm sitting here, and I'm like, wait a minute. Whoa. I don't think he's talking about a real human. And my mom was like, exactly. She was like, You listening? And I was like, I am listening. I love this song. Just pure fact that he wasn't talking about his girlfriend. Yeah.
0: And um, That's kinda of like the common song, I used to love her. Yeah. Where he's talking about you think it's Come talking on. about this woman. It's like, it's like Exactly pop.
1: anyway. Um The next day, Prince. And then aside from her and my cousin, it was my grandfather. And my grandfather still have that bond to this day. Um, he is the only one that has heard all of my music that has ever been recorded, right? Even the stuff that hasn't been released, um, stuff that I just need to go in and invent and no one else is going to hear. And he's the one that said, "You gotta listen to the old school, Trey." So that's my nickname in the family, Trey. You gotta yeah. listen to the old school, Trey, G son. You gotta listen to the old school. And <laughs> I'm was, like, what was old school to him? Man, this is Run DMC, Eric B and Rakim, oh, uh, Houdini, LL Kujay, right? These people that when he was around my age, he was, you know, bobbing his head too. He's like, you gotta you gotta listen to the old school. And he was always, I would be there uh, in the weekend and we would sit, he had this SUV and we would sit out in the garage. And he'd pop the trunk of the SUV, we'd sit in the back of it and he's just bumping music. And we're just hanging out, chilling. We'll probably break out a table, play dominoes, and it's just old school music playing. But the thing is, he could switch it up. He stays current with the music. We talk about Kendrick. We talk about Cole. We talk about some of these mumble rappers. Mm-hmm. And he loves it all. And so he really helps with my music as well in terms of writing and giving ideas. And sometimes he doesn't know. Like some things he'll, he's trying to describe, but he can't put it into words. And I'm like, I know what you're saying, and I'll go do this. Like Maybe he's like, you need a little bit more reverb. But he's trying to explain how, like, reverb sounds when you add more reverb. And I'm like, all right, I got you. I got you. I'll put that on. And there was one time he was trying to tell me, you don't do enough ad living on some songs. It, it brings another aspect to the music, the ad living. And I'm like, and he He didn't say ad-lib. He was just like, hey, man, how about you, like, in the background, say yeah or do this? And I'm like, for what? And he was just like, it just adds to it. And one day I was recording and I was like, oh, he was telling me to ad-lib. And so, yeah, my cousin, my mom, my grandfather, when it comes to the music, man, they really shaped who I am as an artist right now. And um, I think about them time to time.
0: Let's hear one of your tracks. Oh, Uh, yeah. Let's listen for a second to My Mind. My Mind. That's what my mind been on. All right.
2: Yeah, hopped out the will. New life, new beginning. Had to get adjusted to the city. Wasn't used to hearing sirens every hour in the dorm, looking out the window like, dang, man, really? And every time I hop up in the whip, I'm feeling retro. Now I'm used to paying for the metro. You can say I'm well accustomed. The homie used to gas up off the relo, get the munchies. Then we had the fuel and fake custom. Had to take it back before I spit the facts. And honestly, the facts is something that has been attached to my mind. And on the real, this is something that is whack. I'm three years in and I just love coming back. I feel like I'm at a school with a bunch of politicians, bunch of politicians do a bunch of politicking on myself. I ain't tripping. I'm just saying it was different. Some say that's the world. And my response is I ain't with it, man. This is just, this is what my mind been on. This is what my mind been on. Look, this is what my mind been on. This is what my mind been on. Yeah, this is what my mind been on. This is what my mind been on. Ah, uh, let me tell you been on. let me tell you what my mind been on uh aside from all that I mean we all have complaints but we decide to fall back like what's up with all the people with status in these positions are you trying to protect your image you ain't having all that not for real what's one voice compared to 10,000 let's just leave now nah, we ain't prepared for all that I wish I had to answer so one question questioning for the facts and if so we still facing problems way beyond that like for instance cop killing is more like an agenda at the hilltop but it feels like a have been surviving in trenches Let's stress education and push power in women After
0: so tell uh, let's talk a little bit about this song. Where did it come from? What well, my mind been on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it comes from
1: the EP called uh, Speculations, Notes from the Yard. And I recorded this my junior year. Ten tracks, first two years of my college life, right, at Howard University. And so it's tough talking about those. Man, a lot happened in that two years, right? When you're growing up in Spring, Texas, and you go 1,400 miles away to D.C., and you're in the heart of D.C., I might add, Howard University is smack in the middle. Right, right, hilltop, and you go through a lot. Uh, it, it's an adjustment. It's a culture shock. All right, I'm not from I'm not from the city. I, I'm a suburban kid from Spring. Right, I'm living in this city. I have no car. I had to get used to taking the metro,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. Um, catching the bus, the train, or whatever. Sirens every hour. I'm not used to that. And it's just like, man, what the heck? And everything I just said was the city, right? Not even in the school yet. Then you start school, you realize, whoa, my high school didn't prepare me for this. And so the whole thing for the EP is I'm supposed to tell my story. I'm supposed to tell my story for the first two years being at Howard University. And this was one of the first tracks I did. Most of everything was written prior to recording. It was just actually pin and get on wax and my life didn't get better i'm not gonna say like my life was hell but um everything was more so on the up and up after i recorded the tape Mm. and it's not that anything changed in my life it's just that i had this weight lifted off my shoulders i was able to get all of this off and so my mind is literally what the song says this is what my mind has been on and i start off uh, painting a picture of what it felt like when I got to Howard. Um, and just more so in general, how it felt in that span of I'm new here. I don't know what's going on. This is scary, right? I'm 18 years old. I'm not ready for this life. That's what my mind has been on. And so everything that was on my mind, I laid it out on the track. And it was cool, short and sweet. Um, the little songs is when I was like, you know, low key, let me sing a little bit. But I'm not going to sing that's what i was
0: thinking <laughs> when i was listening to it it's it very melodic
1: yeah very it's very chill it's flowing this is what my mind been on yeah
0: what's your what was your entry point into the actual writing cuz it seems like all this music stuff is almost like it's in your in your veins after you just live it for so long the music part is kind of it's not easy it's just that's the natural part but the writing takes some practice
1: writing takes practice yeah my writing didn't elevate until I started working on this EP. So there were things that were already written, like I said, but something I had to tweak. I'm going to keep the majority of this verse, but let me flip it and switch it this way. And let me go back into that moment. You got to think, I'm this is junior year. Mm-hmm. I'm writing about the first two years of college. Nothing really changed, right? So when I had to go back and maybe write something new or change something, I'm still in it. I'm just on to my third year in the game, right? So that the writing didn't really nothing was really affected, but I think to back to uh, like my mom when she goes to see her therapist and he tells her, "Hey, it's good if you journal. Journal, write what you're feeling. You, you you experience something, write it down." And me, I'm already doing that in a sense. It's just in the form of music. Yeah. Form of uh rapping. And so these lyrics the the first verse I already had Second verse, I had to write, but it was no problem. It's the same thing. And so the writing, um, I literally like wrote in the moment, which is hard for me not to write in the moment. And that's a challenge I'm working on. Like, How can I write outside the moment? But when I'm in the moment and I get back to my room and I wind down, you know, get in my pajamas and I'm done for the day, close the textbook, if it was open at all, <laughs> um, it's, I'm writing. And I'm not trying to aim for it to be dope. For it to be heard mm-hmm. i'm literally just writing but i'm writing in the form of rhyme okay right there's no hesitation there's no writer's block yeah right i'm just i'm just going i'm just this is what my mind has been on But i'm just rhyming with it and then you know you read it you're like oh this actually is cool right maybe one day i'll record it mm-hmm. whatever
0: do you write things outside of that that inform your rhymes so like Maybe you have a, a section of your notebook that's like just freeform writing that doesn't rhyme. No. But that you can go back to. No? Not at all. Everything's just rhyming? I'm just rhyming. <laughs> I'm like, boom. And
1: I'm literally like, I'm journaling. Like, bro, this man, today day sucked. I pull out my phone and I'm typing. The whole time I'm writing a verse. Right. And in the beginning, it wasn't intentional it really wasn't it was just that that's how i expressed myself yeah and so it's just second nature I'm, i just start writing and all the whole time i'm writing a verse and at the end of it i don't even like immediately read it i just close my phone and whatever and i go back to it Like, oh this is fire Hmm. i gotta, I, I gotta put that on a track hey. yeah so it's cool and then like for courses and stuff like that i've never written down a course it's more so like the feeling i get after i record the Mm -hmm. actual verse Uh, I've never written a chorus down right after I've written a verse because more so I told you I'm not sitting here writing the verse I'm just journaling yeah and then when it comes to recording I'm like oh crap I don't have a a chorus or a hook or anything so let the verse play through and then I'm just like all right, this is what it is. This is what my mind been on. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, just me talking. They're like, "Hey, man, that's that's cool. Let's record it." So that's everything. I write the verses down, and sometimes I'll go in and me freestyling actually ends up being the chorus, because like I said, don't ask me to freestyle a verse, and then me yeah. freestyling
0: is the chorus, and I just keep it. I think that's actually I was listening to this interview with Justin Timberlake, and I think that's what he was saying. Like a lot of his, if you listen to his lyrics, they're super you know, not complicated. Yeah. Um, but he said that he just goes into the studio and just kind of like sings along with whatever words that are literally in his brain at a point, and that's what ends up being his chorus. And a lot of artists do it. They go in, you So like a lot of uh, these these younger rappers, they're doing
1: that. You, you go in, you hit record, they're just mm-hmm. going, yeah. right? And then some of them, this is the reason why you, they say mumble rap. We don't really understand what they're saying. But some of it's like, no, they're not really mumbling it's just the style of the rapping i guess if you will yeah um but man i look i look at artists like Lil wayne and and jay-z jay-z will tell you man i don't write yeah i don't have time for this right i don't i don't i don't write you hit record and then i go and we can punch it in that's the 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 beauty of recording now right and i think it started with uh what ray charles with the eight tracks and he got introduced to that and he's like oh wait a minute I got eight tracks dude I can go in there and do 45 tracks if I want to that's the beauty of it so they go in you hit record and you just go and think about Jay-Z he's not saying anything crazy it's it's simple
0: yeah yeah, it's the delivery it's the um, it's the moment yeah and if you watch his there's a really great documentary called Fade to Black Mm -hmm. that's all about the making of the Black album yeah and in one of those scenes he's he's going through all these samples nothing's working he's like he's so bored he and this <laughs> producer are just in the studio like oh god this is so boring <clears throat> um, but they're just trying to find the right song right and be there in the moment and then once he hears it it's like he like lifts up and you see his whole body starts yeah to like yeah <laughs> do the jay-z right. you know the like this wave of motion like his head you think his head is gonna snap off mm-hmm. but anyway he's just he talks about like all you have to really do is have your ears open and be ready and when you are when you see the moment yeah,
1: get it it's all in a moment
0: yeah and he says oh and then you just leave the door cracked for God to come in and that's, that's what real. that's yeah. the like uh, part of his rap that I'm like yeah I understand what you're talking about I wish I could do that for my <laughs> verses man that's a tall order it's just more so the hooks but the hook is easy right mm-hmm.
1: and I don't think of anything super crazy that entire EP chill
0: let's listen to Just Jam oh yeah and then we'll come back yeah
2: right uh-huh Lay back, straight, relaxing, playing Madden, joking and, jokin and laughing, fantasizing about baddies, plotting on different ways we can get this cash in. Cause when we do, we taking off. Hope your bills are fast and jazzy, keep it cool, focus like Addy. May Sally gon' have the homie stressing out the college. If it ain't her, it's probably the shawty with crazy mileage. And while we here stuck, she probably out getting her time in this life, though. Kinda schedule on the edge, bro. Had to stuff out to forget what's on our head till we snap back to reality. Moving in casually, now we in this thing and we about to live happily my homie said let's grab a drink so we went and grabbed a drink psych now nah, we under 21 so we watered down hanging around getting loose as the dj bumps the sound seen a couple girls and i made them take my number down living life is easy at the moment i was on a speed dating, i was trying to slow dance now i get to move fast without the thought of romance but this is only show period because the time's about to end it's all good bruh i mean the time was needed i mean to step out and forget everything we were feeling and i'm just focused at the task game Hand until we step outside And take on the world Just grip our hands So let's jam Let's jam
0: No, but sometimes that That expectation gets in your way Of actually making something And being as free as you want to be In, yeah. in the music Be free, man Because you have this Like the song in your brain Is the perfect song It's mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. But Sometimes you have to relinquish your control over that to be able to make the song that needs to be made. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm talking like I know what I'm talking about. Man, look,
1: just jam.
0: Yeah, it's my favorite track. All right, what what about it? Do you really? Are you proud of? Just jam was
1: actually the first verse written that's on that EP. Um, just jam, and then there's another song called Life it's a life dot 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 question mark that's why i said it like that but anyways uh Just Jam and life my friend from high school um produced those tracks uh he studied music at uh miami uh, the u the u <laughs> he was studying music and he was explaining to me painting this picture of like what it looked like but it was a room full of max and they all had their like little synthesizers or midis hooked up to it and you can go in there and just make music. And that's what he did. Because he made some stuff when we were in high school. We were both trying to make beats, right? I was still making it a little bit when I had time. And he came back. Well, we're home for the summer. He's like, dude, check this out. And the beats are so chill. And me and him, man, we we click. Same vibe. We're um, I wouldn't say introverts, but we don't really go out as much. We're to ourselves, um, but we have good energy. We love being around people. It's just that if I could be home chilling, I'll be home chilling. Mm-hmm. And the beats, man, really vibe. Me and him love a good baseline. And so, he showed me the beat for Just Jam. I was like, man, this is dope. This is uh, I think, either winter break or summer break freshman year, going into sophomore year. And he showed me the beat, and he was like, I want you to tell me how you feel or what you see when you listen to this. And I listened to the beat and I'm talking as it's going. And I was like, right now, I don't know. I see myself hanging out with some homies. We're just chilling, vibing out. And then the m- music kind of fades in a little bit, gets louder. And I was like, all right. But I kind of see us outside of this, this club or this party. And he perks up, he's listening. And I was like, Yeah. Boom. Music drops. The Music is louder. And I was like, well, the music doesn't drop yet. Music gets louder. And I was like, I see us entering that party. He's like very intrigued. And then beat drops. I'm like, I see us on the dance floor. We're fully at the party, the club, wherever we are. That's where we are. And then the music starts to fade at the end. I was like, we're leaving the party. I was like, we're at the car. We're going back to where we came from. And he looked at me and he's like, dude, that's exactly what the heck I envisioned when I made the beat. And I was like, are you lying? And he was like, no, dude. Like," And then he, like, he got emotional because, for one, he loves his music. Like, I love my music. Like, I love writing. Mm-hmm. And him making that music, he gets to escape. Like, when I record, I, I escape. And so he gets all emotional and stuff. And he's just like, man, that's literally what I envisioned. He was like, you got to put that on wax. You got to record it.
2: I was like, yeah, I got you. I got
1: you. And so that was one of the ones where I had to beat and I wrote to it. Some of the other ones I had to verse already, just had to find a perfect beat. And I recorded it or I, I wrote the song. And if you listen to the song, it's literally telling you I'm with some homies, but I had to I applied it to college, uh, my experience at the college. Look, man, with the homies, we're playing Madden. I think it was more so 2K, but I wanted to say Madden on the song. <laughs> and we're playing the games, and we're sitting here thinking of ways. It was, it was. It's a true story. We're thinking of ways to make some money, which never did fall through. But whatever. Shout out to the homies from college who didn't back me up, but whatever. <laughs> um figuring out ways to make some money, and I don't go to parties. And you hear that on another track on the tape. Uh, I think it's Black Excellence. I don't know. And someone th- had the suggestion of, let's go somewhere. And so the song is, you're with your boys, and you have been stressed out. And in this case, in school, man, finals just hit. You're stressed. There's always that that, that gap of, I'm done with everything, but I got to get ready to go back home, either for the summer Or for the winter break or whatever it is that you're doing. I just finished. I need this little break and then I go home. This is that period. This is the break period. We're stressed. We're all in the same boat. Like we're new to college. This is, we're still figuring it out. Um, And then being black men in that space of higher education um, is dope, but comes with stress in itself. And so we're sitting here like, man, we need to unwind. We need to do something hey man let's just go to this party one of the few times that I said yeah let's go to this party and so it's like you boys you're stressed out you get there and it's time to unwind it's time to enjoy yourself it's time to be free don't think about anything that's been stressing you out but it's also a pact that we made hey we're going to enjoy ourselves for either this night a few days when we get back to the grind we get back to the grind and one of my friends said, it shouldn't be this stressful. And it's, it's going to be stressful, right? But we're young. It shouldn't be this stressful. Like if we're all down about something, it was something that we could have done better that we didn't do. And that was more so where the stress was coming from. And so, uh, thunder. Uh, so the stress came from something that we just didn't achieve that we felt that we could have achieved. We could have excelled at a higher level. When we leave this party, when we're done doing whatever we're doing, we got to get back onto the ground. We got to hold ourselves accountable, right? We got to see the future and say, this is what we're going to do, and we're going to do this at a high level. And so that is the song. We go to this club or whatever. We dance, hang out, meet some girls. That's what we do. And then, boom, we're leaving. And I can't remember what the even though we just listened to the song. I <laughs> can't remember the, the the last little hook I said at the end, but oh, so as I ponder, I wonder if success is creeping down my neck or if it's somewhere down yonder, right? I'm questioning myself. Do I have what it takes to actually um, live up to what we said we were going to do? Or is that success just further down the line and I got to figure out a way to get to it? And in some cases, it's both. So that's just jam.
0: As you get better as an artist or musician, you can kind of look back and say, I would I would make things totally different now than yeah. you did back then. And as you're getting better, the goalpost keeps kind of moving. Like you get a little better, mm-hmm. you get a little better, you get a little technical, technically wise, you yeah. know, um, but <clears throat> the beauty of that is that you would never go back and change it. Because it's, it has oh, to do everything with what you're doing then, and exactly. it goes with your story. Right. When we were talking the other day, you had mentioned that you were making this music, but you weren't telling your family about it. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, because
1: it, it ties into school, right? Ups and downs, like I said earlier. I hit this low. I failed a class for the first time in my life. Oh, my gosh. Right? it was organic chemistry for science majors organic chemistry especially for pre med majors there's uh there's like different checkpoints right just make it past the first semester of bio 101 it's easy you either want to do the science game or you don't mm-hmm. all right other things were going on in my personal life cuz i love organic chemistry now right at the time it's not that i didn't love organic chemistry i didn't love anything and I stopped writing for a little bit and I got a right to keep going. So once that fell out, everything else fell into play. I felt, and I remember going home. Like I said, I'm going through my own thing back at home. Go through, uh, I, I, I tell my mom, like, I got to break it to her. Like, yo, I got to retake this class. And I mean, she has the right to know she was paying for school. Mm-hmm. So I tell her and, you know, she told me other stuff that was going on just with her and i'm like dang i failed my mom this sucks right i let her down looking back bro it it was one class yeah right at the time it was like the world is over so i've never failed before i've never experienced that and then when you pair that with the other stuff is like, oh snap! Like I said, I committed suicide. Yeah. Right? This is horrible. Like, what did I just do? And so I don't like letting the people close to me down. I really hate that. That's a fear that I have, like letting them down. And at that moment, I had let them down, let my mom down.
0: How old were you at this time?
1: Nineteen. Okay. Uh, and I felt I let my brother down too. Uh, I have a brother, my younger brother. I want to be a walking example. Um someone that he can look up to, which he does look up to me, but like, it's life, you're gonna fail at some things. When I fail at something or something doesn't go the way I had planned, it's like, dang, I failed him. So I get the opportunity to make this EP. And that's a story in itself of how that came about. But I get this opportunity to make this EP. And my mom, because I had failed that class, from the time I failed to the time of the EP, a lot happened, right? met my girlfriend who I'm gonna marry soon. I had to throw that out there. Uh, I did this summer program where I met her at and I met six other guys who want to do the same thing that I want to do. It's a pre med program really changed like who I am today. Um they made me a better individual when it comes like academically. Um and, and just in life in general. So fast forward I get this opportunity to make the EP but through that time my mom was always throwing out like different things while I'm on the phone. Don't be out doing this and doing that. You need to be orgo, strictly orgo, eat, sleep, and drink it. Like, no games, no fun for anything, right? Mm -hmm. I could have went out and had a snow fight in the wintertime, and she probably would have been like, why are you out there having a snow fight? (laughs) You need to be snow fighting in this textbook, like stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So I was scared to tell her, like, I got an opportunity to record this. I don't have to pay for anything, studio time. The English department is sponsoring this. That's cool. Yeah. The English department at my university is saying, "Dude, record this tape. We're 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 pairing with the 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 uh, collabing with the audio engineering program. We're gonna give you your own listening party. Like this is cool. I'm not famous. I, bro." I I never had an EP or anything like that. So to get this opportunity is dope. I was like, I'm not going to tell her. That's just going to add stress to what I got going over here. only person that knew about it was my brother. And my brother sucks at keeping secrets. But he held it down for (laughs) me, man. This was, he knew I was recording in November. And by the way, I only recorded four days. Two hour sessions each. So eight hours, I made these 10 songs. He knew about it. Everyone else did not.
0: What's your brother's name?
1: Thomas. Thomas Meadow. Good job. Good number, job, Thomas. Number six, St. Pies. All right. D1, <laughs> D1 talent. <laughs> um, no. Nah, um, Thomas, man. He held it down. He didn't tell anybody. Then I I had this listening party. My, my family is so supportive. My family would have been in D.C. at Howard the night of my listening party if I had told them. But mm-hmm. I didn't. So that kind of hurt my mom because she missed out on that. She's like, dang, you did something cool like at, at this dope school, right, in college. Um, and I didn't get to see it. And I'm like, man, if I would have told you I was doing an EP, <laughs> you would have said, nah. Even though it was only eight hours, you would have said, eight hours needs to go to Orgo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so yeah. she listened to it. She was like, all right, I got you. And I don't go into detail, too much detail on any of the songs, but she was just like, I feel you. I think music is your way of escaping. I was like, Mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. It is. And I needed to record that, so I didn't tell you.
0: Well, here's my thought on that. Sometimes you shouldn't work harder. You should work smarter. And work with the things that feed you. To make it through the things that you're trying to make it through.
1: That EP is the reason why that semester was the best semester of college. I had the highest GPA that I've ever had for a semester when I recorded that EP. Because I told my professor who gave me the opportunity, hey, he hit me up at like 2 o'clock in the morning. This was a guy that when he had an idea, he had to get it out, right? And so he hit me up 2 o'clock in the morning. Hey, man, look, I know you probably sleep. And he's like, matter of fact, you're in college. You're not asleep. I was studying. And he was just like, I got this opportunity for you. Five songs, blah, 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 blah. This is all in the text. Me, I see it like, oh, I get to do an EP? I called him. Two o'clock in the morning. And um, that's somebody that I had a connection to outside of high school. And he's just like, yeah, like this would be dope. Tell your story, blah, blah, blah,
2: blah, blah.
1: And I'm like, man, this is such a cool opportunity. So when I told my mom that, she's like, when did you record this? I'm like, while I was taking Orgo, she was like, oh, <laughs> what, you getting Orgo again? I'm like, hey, oh, I was like, yeah.
0: It worked out because you can, I think at some point you take a step back from what you're doing and your head is so close to the book. Figuratively speaking, when you're studying, there's like, got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. Yeah, man. And as you take a, just a step back to do something else that feeds you. Then you go back into it and you're like, oh, and I can
1: do it. Exactly. Yeah, like, like I said, absorbent. I recorded, weight lifted off my shoulders. That yeah. yeah, weight gets lifted. Like I'm more motivated to go study. I'm more motivated to learn and, and actually get better in my classes. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was a, one of the dopest opportunities that I had come my way when I was in college.
0: Let's listen to um, Black Excellence. Oh yeah! Come back Ooh. and talk about it
2: check it. Ever since I was a little kid, mama told me that the color of your skin would how these other people scared. I couldn't handle that. Back then, I didn't understand. Thought she meant scared like I was a the boogeyman. Really, it was the knowledge from within she was talking. Boy, go to school. Knowledge is power, so get your power up. Uh, 47 grand. I hope this is just worth it. Mama i stop tripping. Boy, you know this is just perfect. Do you know that what you doing with well, how these whiteys nervous? An educated black man, now, he can flip the surface and I can dig that. If we give a rush history, I would go back just to whip that on some nap. Turner, hold up, let me chill. Cause I'm headed in the wrong direction. My aggression fuels my progression. The voice of my adolescence is learning how to project the shifting in wrong directions. Hard to get on track and stay on I'm Waiting for that light above my head to switch on it. Once the switch is on, pray to God it stays on it. If it stays on, I'm going. Once I leave, believe I'm taking people with me and we moving quickly. Everybody wave your hands, wave your hands to black excellence. Wave your hands to black, everybody wave your hands, wave your hands to black excellence. Excellence. Wave your hands to black. Everybody wave your hands. Wave your hands to black excellence. Wave your hands to black. Everybody wave your hands. We represent
0: black. So talk to me about that song.
1: Black excellence, man. If you know anything about Howard University, black excellence. And I wrote this the summer after I told you I had broken news to my mom and all of that and I wrote that verse when I was at this uh, summer program. And the reason being is there were kids from all over the country, uh, coming at Howard. It was uh, at the time it was called SMDEP, Summer Medical Dental Education Program. We were there for six weeks. Um, it's just that my campus was one of the host campuses, right? Like I said, I meet my girlfriend there. I meet my I meet six guys, dope, different personalities, but they're all dope, and we challenged each other, and I found myself getting challenged a lot. Shout out to June, right? My, he's in uh, the intro of the track. I give him a shout out, right? He's a Korean guy at this HBCU, and it was cool, right? I'm already getting cultured just being in this city. It's a new culture, but then being in this element with this type of university, it's another culture in itself. And then having a Korean roommate, another culture in itself. I got cultured a lot being there, and. There were times where we're doing work. It's the summertime. This doesn't count for any credits, right? Nothing transfers. So there's times where you're like, man, this ain't even real. I'm about to go to sleep or take a nap or something like that. And we all had moments when we were like that. And those guys helped me that summer. It's like, man, if you want it, you got to go get it. And if you don't chase after what you want, what's the whole point, right? You're just being lazy. It's either get it or don't. And so those guys, man, changed who I am today. And like, I approach everything academically different. Like when I'm studying, when I'm in class, I go about it differently now.
0: Well, at some point in your education, I think a lot of like from the beginning of college to the end, usually people kind of get the idea that you don't have to just show up and learn whatever it is that they're talking about. Like you have to take the next step. And you have to, like, take the jumping off point. You have to, like, push it further than what's being presented as the base material. And yeah. you have to, like, make it yours. Exactly. And that's where you actually get the material. That's where you actually learn. Things. This is not
1: I'm reading a textbook. I'm taking some notes. And that's just what it is. That's not how it goes. Yeah. All right. You read this information. Do you understand what it's saying? Mm-hmm. I was saying this to my physics student today. No, no. My math student is uh, algebra one. I said, man, I know it's math. I know it's just numbers. Right. I get it. Two plus two is four. Why is it four?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right.
1: That's not what we talked about. But basically, you know, you know, I'm looking at your work. I check it before we go over it. I'm just, you know, scanning it like, all right, that's correct. But then I put it on the board for a reason. And I put it on the board and I said, let's solve this. And he gets it incorrect. And I'm like, wait a minute, you just did this. You, you, it's correct right here on the yeah. paper. Why is it wrong right now? Because I don't know. I really don't know what I'm doing. How did you get this answer? I've re- referred to my notes. Oh, that's cool. You got the right answer, but you don't know how you got it. Yeah. Right? And so, I mean, life is just like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? You're, you're going through this boat why is it you have to have an understanding so that you can tackle it and move on and when i got to school um especially in like science i, mean, I can't read this textbook and mm-hmm. just stick to it like that And i didn't know that until late into the game yeah right and so yeah i'm like <laughs>
2: gosh if i knew
1: this freshman year why i have a 4.0 <laughs> um so yeah you're learning stuff but you what, what do you do with that knowledge
0: yeah. As you transition into being an adult and being in the real world, you start taking a look around. And it's I think when you're a kid, you see all these things and you're like they, they just happen. Like yeah. music just happened. You know, it was always there. Man. And then as you get older, you start to realize, like, people actually made that. Exactly. Everything it was actually exactly. made. Exactly. And you can't just go through and say, like, oh, if I just learn everything, it'll be great at the end. Because you actually have to have the guts to make it and put it out there in the world.
1: I'm shadowing this doctor right now. Mm-hmm. And there's times where a patient may come into the clinic and they're new. They had a, a doctor prior to him. My doctor was telling me this, blah, 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 blah. But nothing is changing. So, you know, he does this little guru thing, right? Um, assesses the patient. And there's times where, yes, their doctor prior to coming to him, told you the correct thing but they just told you on the surface level this is what you're experiencing let me just give you some medicine let's fix it but not thinking about other factors that may be at play Mm -hmm. and seeing him like in action it's just it's like poetry bro and i'm sitting there watching him and he's going over everything with me and he's just like yes this patient may have this condition and this may be the reason why but i'm looking at all these test values test i mean the tests look good Yeah, they have this uh, system where it lights up green when you're in a good range and it's red when it's bad. It's like everything was green almost. And he was like, how is it that all of these levels are good? But she still has this problem right here. I'm sitting there. I'm looking at it. I was like, yes, that's green. But I was like, it's on the verge of being red, actually. And he was like, exactly. And he's like, numbers don't mean anything. But how do you interpret these numbers? Mm -hmm. The reason, and he's like, something that's green but on the verge of being Low. And some that was green that was on the verge of being high. He was like, These two numbers right here that you see are the reason why this is going on. This number means, oh yeah, I'm good, but I'm low key creeping on this side or whatever's going on. I'm low key dipping under this side of something bad going on. Right? And I'm seeing that and I'm just like, Oh, I get it. I can't just know all of this information. Like I don't wanna go to a doctor and it's just like
2: yeah, man, you got a
1: headache. I'm going to just give you this medicine. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like, wait a minute. Figure out why I got this headache, doc. I don't just want the medicine. Like, ask me what's going on. Yeah. Right? And all of that. And believe it or not, some people do go to these professionals, these these physicians, and they're really not looking at everything holistically. They're just like, oh, that's going on. Let me throw you this medicine. And it sucks.
0: You have to be able to interpret and apply that knowledge in a way that like fits exact, the person. Yeah. Like, the whole package.
1: Right, and that's 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 education. That was me in college and I didn't really understand that until late, but I got it and I understand now. I can't just study this material to study for. It. Like right now I'm studying from my MCAT. Most of the information I do know. I went to school for this. I hope I know it. But really being able to apply it to like real life examples. Just know I love my job. That's uh it's a blessing to have this job. And I'm blessed every day that I walk in here because I'm learning something new every day and I'm able to challenge myself every day. And I want to thank you for having me on the podcast. This is this was just awesome. Your idea and you bringing that into fruition. It's just it's it's really cool to see. Like, I can't wait to see uh, the other shows after me.
0: Well, you know, I I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, come on now. I felt like, uh, you know, what we were just saying a minute ago, there's too much talent and there's too many cool people you know who work here to not let the world know a little bit exactly about them. so man i appreciate it and uh where can, hey where can people find you and your music bro let me air this out real quick <laughs>
1: so uh my music is only on soundcloud because i haven't dropped anything since 2015 uh soundcloud it's my name theo meadow uh theo t-h-e-o meadow m-e-a dough like cookie dough and uh, yeah that's it but I do have some more music dropping that will be on iTunes soon alright um, same name I don't have a rap name you know it's kind of lame neither does uh, Kendrick <laughs> <laughs> tis true yeah. yeah but if I said my middle name nobody would listen to my music <laughs> um, and then right now I'm working on this uh, EP that I will re- release it's a proposal EP uh, for when I propose to my girl yeah. okay and so she definitely will not listen to this episode
0: she will not no nope. until maybe later until later yeah okay yeah alright don't tell anybody <laughs> alright he's gonna propose though five fingers of death alright alright you can follow Summer League at Summer League HTX on Instagram until next week we'll see you then yes sir right yeah.
2: Uh-huh. Right. Life has been a blur not a bad thing i'm aiming at the future trying to gain focus 19 only had a little hit of life but when i turned 20 pray to god that the sack is potent yeah. educated highly elevated try to wait but my patience is vacant i'm just pressing for the right moment and i'm just trying to put my foot in poke my head through if i get the chance i swear i'm being nosy i'm a modern day slave hanging from a noose but i'm a rebellious soul they can rope these and choke these It's crazy how time can make the music change It ain't even reached a year and things completely change Switched in the range, crazy road is the ranger. With everything that's going on, I try to stay true to my name If I state that I'm the same, i probably fail at the game With the objectives of something bigger than I could ever change And that's real Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah And that's real Right